What's up, family? You're listening to the Don't Kick My Cones podcast with Coach Brown. It's the official podcast of the Highland Park Senior High School football program in St. Paul, Minnesota. Okay, so on today's interview, we have Mario Delgado. He is an alum of Highland Park Senior High School, and he's a former Highland Park football player. We're going to talk to him about what he's been doing with movie making and his recent and starting to be very successful thrifting business. Um, it's a, anything that we do with alumni is a part of our You Built This series. The You Built This series is really about telling the stories of all the people who are a brick in the foundation of this program. Every single person, whether their story was the superstar story or they were one of the unsung heroes, every single one of them was a part of building the foundation of Highland Park Senior High School football. And we want to tell as many stories as possible. So if you know any alumni um, who want to tell their story, who want to talk about what they're doing, we are 100% into it. You don't have to have been a former star to do it. So check out this interview with Mario. I think it's really interesting. You'll like it. Don't kick my calls. Don't kick my calls, Uh, I'm Mario Delgado. Um, I am. My goal is to be a film like director and make movies. Um, and I also have a side business on the side called They Love Clothes. It's basically thrifted clothes that we like upcycle or either like beat up Jordans and like we'll try to clean them and sell them. Let's just start with your connection to the program. Um, okay. I think, um, I mean, obviously, man, like we know, like it was it was an up and down experience, but I just want you to talk about um, your connection to the program, playing quarterback, you know, just the, what that experience was with Highland and, and kind of being a part of the transition, not really getting to experience the full thing, but yeah, you know, kind of the start of that. It was, it was definitely like heartbreaking, like not being able to play this game that I love for so like for so long and like it wasn't the ending that I wanted mm-hmm. but um you know I think that it was just like God's way of saying like maybe this isn't like for me like this isn't like what I'm supposed to be doing um but being a Highland alum it was definitely like a brotherhood I mean I grew up playing with like Gerald Cortez all of them and we really built like our friendship through that so it was definitely like a family and it really taught, like, being a part of, like, Highland football and being part of Z is that he's, he taught me, like, one thing. It's, like, you're not going to get everything that you, like, me, because I'm such an overconfident person that I just thought that I could walk into that place and, like, start over the senior quarterback. And, like, it, he really made me work for it. Because freshman year, they didn't even make me, they didn't even let me, like, play quarterback. I had to play, like, linebacker wide receiver which was still fun uh but i really wanted to play quarterback and it just really pushed me to just work harder and i just learned how to work hard uh what's it like to be part of a brotherhood and like if you don't get it done someone else will be get it done for you you know someone will take your spot if you're not doing your job well yeah and and you know it's always hard, right, when you're in high school to kind of learn those lessons in real time. But mm-hmm. I want you to actually talk to me about, like, how those lessons, you know, get applied, for example, like, to your movie making. Tell people about what you've been doing with movies and, and how you've used those lessons to uh, to help you kind of grow in that area. Well, for sure, I have to take more baby steps because if you 
just started playing football, you can't start at quarterback right away. You got to know like your playbook, your plays, your players, all of this. It's the same thing with like movies. You have to take a little bit smaller baby steps to get better. Because at first I thought I was doing it and I thought I was making like really good content, but like, like I just want my movies to look professional. So right now I'm just trying to work on my craft and uh, it's basically you got to take one step at a time. That is a lesson that I learned through football, for sure. That you're not gonna get there in one day. Takes a long time to get to that spot. To build like a championship team or to build a blockbuster movie, it's like, it, you have to start really from the ground up. What um, would you say is the hardest part of uh, making a movie? So, um, cause I know you're saying it's like, yeah, you're building from the ground up. What what has been the thing that you were like, man, I thought this this thing was not gonna be as hard as it is uh lighting uh lighting is like so hard because like because all you really need is a camera but good lighting can really like set the tone to like your film and your movies and what i've noticed is that uh you can have like a crazy good shot like it looks super cool but if the lighting isn't there it's like you're not the image isn't gonna look as clean or as as you in, intended Sometimes I have to battle with the sun because like I'm very low budget. I don't got any like real lights like those movie productions have. I'm really just, I'm doing a lot of uh, Spike Lee stuff, like doing like a lot of uh, guerrilla filmmaking, like just going on the go. Uh, I'm kind of, I'm trying to get better with it and using like stuff around me for lighting and stuff like either natural lighting, like practical lighting or like that I can like tie up and like duct tape together to make some lighting, but that is actually like a very difficult process and it can really kill or like make your movie. You're, you're, you're actually kind of given the hidden gems most people don't really realize, right? Like that so much of like the early part of developing is figuring it out, right? Like you, you like, I don't have a, I don't have a big lighting system. So I got, like you said, I got to duct tape this thing together and we got to hang it this weird way. And it's, you yeah. know, it's like, it's a little janky. Um, but I mean, that to me is like, that's what passion is. Right. So, so tell me where, where the passion come from, you know, for the movies, you know, um, uh, for making a movie, um, because what I'm hearing from you is that you're, you're passionate about doing. It. Yeah. I've always been passionate about making movies, uh, or just making videos. Cause I used to make videos with like all my friends, uh, in, like middle school and like high school, um, like whenever we got like a an assignment to make like a video for class, like me and all my friends were always geeking, like we're gonna make like the funniest ever. And it was, I fell in love with movies when like I had, I had this like foster parent and his name was Mike. And he took me to like a whole bunch of like movies and we'd go to movie theaters. And like, it was just like a thing that we built our relationship on. And like, I grew up watching like a lot of like old, stuff from like the 80s uh like 70s film and then i started watching i think it was the spider-man the first spider-man really like the way that i felt as a kid like coming out of like feeling that i could be peter parker and just the i got addicted to that feeling of like i was a part of that movie as the audience but i want to be a part of the movie as like the writer the director like I want to be I just want to be involved in the movie something about like being on set um 
and just like creating something like that has always been fun to me just creating stuff in general because i like to draw and i like but making a movie is it's it's a lot harder than people expect because a lot of stuff comes into that and you need a lot of people um to come together for a film i really just want to make other people like feel something when they watch my stuff obviously i'm not there yet but hopefully Talk about what you learn actually by not getting everything you want up front and having to do it ugly. It makes it better. It gives a character. It really gives you because when I thought I was gonna do all this, like, you know, I'm young, I'm like I'm so worried about like getting it done and like it has to look like this and rushing through it. But then it's like your vision is not gonna turn out the way you want it to, because you're not, if you're not like going and at it ugly, taking it slow, you're not going to pay attention to every single detail. And it's in the details that really matter, that really sell anything, really. It's just, and I'm also just like an unorganized person. So what people might consider like ugly or like cluttered is like actually organized to me. Really too much stuff pops through my brain and I just like write it down. Like I got like a whiteboard here that just has a whole bunch of just ideas on my on my board and in my notebook but i would say it's in the details if you get everything you want from the start it's not gonna feel the same as when you work for it and it's not it's just not gonna be the same you get what you put in say you're only like practicing maybe like 30 minutes but you're just on like you're just posted on your insta like on your phone did a couple sprints you know you're just doing it just to show other people that you're working you're not really going to get the results that you want. You know, you might get like a little better, but you're not going to be the the player that you said you want you want to set out to be. Yeah, and I'll say this, this is a nice segue because I want to jump into this part and then we'll go into your pop-up. So, you mm -hmm. know, your last year, I was your position coach. You know, one of the things that like I'm I'm really happy to hear you say I, you know, we talked about this every day, right? It was, it was about the details there because remember I told you, I was like, you can make every throw. It's really just about, are we going to get our hips around? Are we going to have our shoulder hip toe alignment? Are you, you know, are we going to follow through? Right. Maybe I'll be like, don't right. put your power into the ground. Right. Like we want to generate that power and, you know, put it through our core and let that thing fly. Now I, I know your career didn't end the way that you wanted it, but I think one thing that I think everybody needs to know i think about your year um because i think we we've become like come obsessed um as a society like kind of like with the external things that like if it's not the storybook ending it wasn't good right yeah I, you know so i would like you to kind of reflect on yeah it, di it didn't finish the way you wanted it but but can you do you reflect and look back and be like yo there were some things i did that i'm proud of that i'm that i'm happy with for sure because sophomore year i used to throw like six picks a game i didn't throw a single touchdown uh but we still won games you know like i was it's just personally i was like bad and i was constantly being told that i, I won't be good uh whether it was like teammates or like just outside of football and I've, I've been told that like a lot that i'll never be good enough and then like i think I, I just made it personal with football because i just wanted to like shut people up um and the weird thing is, is that when COVID happened, no one could really see my season. It was just something for me. I think I was so focused on like showing, proving all these people wrong when really the only person I need to prove wrong was myself. 
And I think I'm just grateful that I got to play and I'm kind of looking at COVID as like a, like that season as like a blessing to me because that the kid uh, in sophomore year or freshman year wouldn't believe the position that I would be in senior year. And it really like sophomore year, I didn't work as hard as I did senior year. It's not the storybook ending, but it worked out perfectly. Like I proved to myself that I can make those plays and I can make those throws and I'm capable of causing an impact. And uh, definitely like right after the season, I was there definitely like depressed because it didn't end the way I wanted it to. I was just thinking about it a lot, but I had this conversation with like this old artist, like she, I can't remember her name, but we were just like, I was at this art venue and we were just talking and she said, you know, like maybe that just wasn't for you. Maybe you have like other passions that you don't understand yet or that you don't know yet. And that real like, and over a couple of months, uh, that's when like my thrifting like business started going. That's when I really started like helping like college students with their stuff and just trying to write my own stuff and take things one thing at a time. And now I'm just looking at it like every day i'm trying to go out every day like like it was like my senior year when i'm like going out to practice and like if you don't show up you're not going to get the job done right and that's a big takeaway that i got there's a lot of stuff that i got from that season really because like god was with me or something trying to show me like he's trying to show me that i can do this and if this isn't me then i can I just told myself every day that I can do anything, really, yeah. after I did that. And I, I love that. I really do. I always felt bad for your class. The, the culture we were trying to build was in some ways a reversal of what you had come up through. You guys were kind of like, like y'all were literally truly the midpoint, right? Where it was like, it had not yet fully changed, but we were starting to do something different. Mm-hmm. I can see, even though it didn't happen with football, it sounds like football catapulted you into these things you're doing right now. It definitely did. You know? And so so then, so let's talk about that catapulting. Let's talk about your thrifting business because like, that's actually, um, and then I wanna I actually do wanna get into the movie you and Gerald did. But um, I, talk, talk to me about the thrifting business because like, I've been peeping that for a minute and I've been just trying to like, just so you know, I've like, every time you post about it, I'll like watch and I'm just like, yo, this dude's like really, you yeah. really cooking with this you know and so so talk about the thrifting business what's it called you know so, how are you doing it that kind of thing so it's they love clothes and i started collecting like clothes like a while ago because i've always i mean i grew up poor so i always i had i kind of have an eye for like finding like nice like, thrifting at like thrift stores and at the bins um where the bins is basically like the goodwill outlet they put it all in bins like it's measured like the prices weigh is like how much it weighs so um basically i started collecting that after my wrestling season and i didn't really know what i was going to do with it really until i met this guy named uh kelvin and we were like all right we need to make a brand like he wrote the he drew the day like the they love clothes like logo and then when we did the garage it just felt like we were taking steps in the right direction at that time. And we didn't really know what we were doing. Uh, we still don't, I still don't kind of know what we're doing. Cause when we went to that event, 
we came up as the most unprepared people there. Like we showed up like right when it was starting. We we were taking forever to set up. We looked so unorganized and then boom. And then we were like the center of attention and we made like a whole bunch of sales. Uh, what football taught me is that if an opportunity comes, I'll always be ready and just have a mindset. Um, and also just through high school, I learned like fake it till you make it. So it's like, even if I don't know what I'm doing, I'm going to act like I do. And <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what we did at the event. And it was just fun, really. It wasn't stressful. It was just, we were kicking it. I'm really into like street fashion and I'm trying to get more into fashion. Um, and right now it's just like, it's it's coming back like thrifted clothes and real it's like not really vintage because like real vintage is like from like the 60s but it's more like but, throwback clothing yeah it's like throwback from like the 90s like yeah. 80s i try to find anything that looks really like cool on me or like it's like really our closet like what would we what would we rock with um i'd say it's probably like a lot of like skater style and uh, people seem to really like our clothes. Like we get a lot of DMs, and a lot of people were at our. People are saying like they love like our little logo, and because so many like uh, vintage like resellers, they get so caught up like when it was like when was it made. Really, to us, it's just like we're just. It's like our closet. Like uh, once I'm done with this, I'll sell this, and we're really not trying to overprice people either. But our main goal is to, after we're done, like upcycling, like clothes, maybe we'll start designing our own brand. I think that's what I found so fun. Me and Kel found so fun about it. These like pieces are like, you can make like some really cool fits, but you could also like show people who you are with what you wear. It's It just became like really fun. It makes it feel like I am going in the right direction. Like me and Kel are going in, like taking steps in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, and I'll, I'll tell you, man, like, outside looking in right it looks that way i mean this is why I'm, i called you i'm just like look man it, it looks like you have found two things that you're genuinely passionate about that you're good at that you work at doing this putting in that work being successful knowing what you want i think that to a degree like that that is the point right and if you get to the point where you know what you want to do you know how to do it and you're willing to work for it whether you go to college, whether you go to grad school, like whatever, wherever stage that is, you just, that's the time where you go. Right. And I think you were doing it right. Like it just, you didn't need to go to college to do the thing that you're doing. Yeah. Um, and I think like it's, it was, it makes me very proud of you. Right. Like it makes me very proud of you to see, because like I saw, right. I saw that school was a challenge and I saw that school um, just, to, you know how it is. Like school can break you down sometimes, you know? Yeah. And, and to see, you be confident and to see you be happy i think um anybody in their right mind that gives a crap about you right like yeah. like knows that matters <laughs> you know what i'm saying that matters um and obviously right like you don't want to be on the payroll all the time right like you got to make sure that you uh make your money so you ain't stressing your mom out yeah. but 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 you know what i mean but i think like it's it's one of the coolest things you know like seeing your story was like legitimately one of the coolest things um, I've gotten to see this year because, you know, look, I have my own business. I know how hard it is to maintain it. I know how hard it is to like, how am I going to find these new clients? And how do I find clients that like, I, like how do I do work that I want to do? Yeah. And not just like sell out for the dollar. Right. Like, 
like you were saying, it's like how many people are like, oh, this is true vintage. What year was it made in? It's like, it don't matter. What matters yeah. is that people buy the stuff we have, right? <laughs> and exactly. and we and we connect, right? It's not just that they like the jeans; they're connecting with you. Exactly. Um, so 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 tell me this, because I I wanna I wanna jump also into. I saw the movie. I didn't see the movie itself. I saw the process, and I saw um, like you sharing a little bit of like uh, you the movie you made with Gerald. I made like this little film. It's called like uh, a freaky day, and I made that in like two hours. Oh man! Because we I, we were procrastinating because we I wrote up this script and then I showed it to like the people that were gonna ask for me, and they're like, "Nah, man." I was like, "Okay." We we were like we had like two weeks to like pre- prep for it and it was just like this little like U of M one of my friends from the U of M like all of his like film buddies rented out a theater and they were showing their films and they asked me if I like wanted to show one of mine and we we procrastinated till the night before the event um, so we filmed everything in like two hours um, <laughs> we filmed all that in two hours so that's why the quality the audio all that is bad. But um, I was really just trying to make something funny. I'm like, if it's going to be bad, then it has to be, like, funny. Talk about the process that you had to go through to not let critique derail you. Um, Because I think there's going to be, there's a lot of guys that were in your position that get critiqued by their peers. And, like, how, how might you, you know, encourage them to deal with that so they can get beyond feeling like, um feeling broken down by people critiquing them all the time um well if they're telling you you're doing like if people are telling you that you're doing bad at like a certain like pay attention to what they're saying you're doing bad like take that into consideration like even if it's not encouragement you have to be able to find encouragement in it you will have like you will be good at some stuff and you won't be good at other things but i would say if people are being negative to you and like critiquing you and it's not like encouraging you just got to take it as encouragement really i think that's a man that's a great point i don't want that to get missed right like if they're critiquing you now i want to i want to reiterate what you said because i want to make sure that this makes it on the podcast and they don't miss it if they're critiquing you pay attention to what they're critiquing you about because what you're saying is it gives you a hint on what you actually need to be doing yeah for sure that also um I entered that into a, my the freaky day into another film fest called Scream It Off, and it's where they can scream off your uh, like boo off your film if they don't like it, and um, they booed off my film like within like a minute, and I was so hurt like I was just like so mad infuriated I was like thinking about quitting and like like stopping and they said that it was audio they they were getting mad at my audio. They can't hear my, okay, that's fair. That's right. It is kind of like, it's not my best effort at all. And I'm thinking about it. Like, right. what if, I, what if I made some stuff? Like, what if I actually put my, like my time effort? I was just listening to what they were saying. They said audio. They said my transition. And um, I didn't really pay attention to what they said about like the acting. Cause I'm not just really. The homies. Yeah, it's just the guy. And I mean, yeah. I. I mean, <laughs> I think Gerald is a great actor. I think that he's actually a master of like, he's like a jack of all traits, really. Um, I didn't expect that out of him, but just, I'm trying not to take everything so seriously because I take stuff so personally 
And when I got booed off, I was like off the stage. I was just, I didn't know what, like, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know, like, is this really um, me? Like, is this really like something I want to pursue? But then a whole, like I had like, um, I was just in deep thought for a while thinking about that. And then I remembered like I've always been into making, I've always been in the movie making films. So there's no doubt that I have a passion for it. And I would be disappointed in my younger self because I don't give up. Like I just can't. Like there's a Kanye quote that um, quitting is harder than actually doing what I'm doing. Well, and, and it's facts because it's like, you know, the farther you go into doing something, the more painful quitting gets, right? Like it's more expensive to quit once you put all yeah. the work in. Yeah. You know? And and I think and I think like right, like the younger you that at times with football did be like, oh, I'm done with this, to becoming this more resilient person, right? Like because I, I saw it your senior year. You became significantly more resilient than you were your sophomore year when I did. Um, you know, you're a lot more resilient. Um, and then now you're even more resilient than you were before that um that the losing right the getting booed off right like the people telling you you trash like you know all of that stuff is actually like i think kobe talked about it like that's actually the dream right like everybody thinks of the dream as like you know when you when you go win an oscar right they think that's the dream like no the dream is i got booed why because when i get the oscar you're not going to realize how happy i am to get that oscar because yeah. i got booed right you know they tell me my movie was trash my audio was gar like the thing that hurts today is going to be the story you tell um at the dinner parties when you make it where you're just like yo my first film bro i did it in like two hours and like it was garbage and i got booed off and everybody's like what you got booed? like you made the greatest movie you know, yeah, I agree that's saying. the dream, bro. Like, that's the dream. Yeah. And um, and I think we miss it. We like because we constantly are focusing on the outcome and we don't realize like you waking up and thrifting and making movies with your friends and being happy about that is the dream. I, yeah, that is something that I've because I've been so focused on the outcome. So focused on the outcome where if you're too paid attention to how your outcome is or how what you're going to do when you do all this you miss out on like really what's in front of you you miss right. out on like i'll put it in like a football sense if you focus on like the end of the season get in there to like the soup like yeah you can think about going to the league and if you think that too far ahead you're going to miss out on the people around you playing football because you will never play high school football again like ever with your friends your buddies that you just joke around in class with and you miss the the things that make it your passion mm -hmm. like the little things like going thrifting every day seeing my friends at the thrift like at you know at the bins making movies with my friends that is like that's what i'm doing isn't that like my like you said that's my dream that's so why am i trying to there's no rush no rush into it, these things like there's no easy way out right the only way to go through it is just to go through a way like go into the storm uh get bruised up a little bit you know like 
you'll figure out like once you get through the hard stuff that the hard stuff wasn't as hard as you expected. And that concludes our abbreviated interview with Mario Delgado. If you want to hear an extended version, you can actually message us on our HP football Facebook page and um, I can release that version of it. But this was a solid curated version of that. Thanks so much to Mario for giving us this interview. And like I said in the beginning, his interview is a part of a You Built This series where we want to talk to alumni, specifically Highland Park football alumni, that want to tell their story about what they're doing now. And so if you're interested in being highlighted or having an interview where you talk about the work that you're doing, you can email me at coachbrownhphs at gmail.com or you can message us on our Facebook page or on our Facebook group if you're a part of the group. We'd love to hear from you. We want to highlight what you're doing. We want to tell your stories because each of you is a brick in the foundation of Highland Park football. You built this. And now we'll take a moment to thank those that support our program and our podcast. Thank you to Meister Orthodontics, your hometown orthodontist. Uh, so many of our players actually go there, from my understanding, so that is really good. You can find them at MeisterOrthodontics.com or you can go to their location at 1696 Grand Avenue, St. Paul, Minnesota, 55105. Also, thank you to Quarry Hill Advisors. They are a fiduciary, fee-only financial planning and wealth management firm. You can find them at QuarryHillAdvisors.com or you can go to their site, 550 Vandalia Street, Suite 311, St. Paul, Minnesota, 55114. Also, thank you to Langford and Carl's Chiropractic, uh, serving St. Paul community since 1996. And you can find them at LangfordChiropractic.com. And you can also find them at 730 Cleveland Avenue South, St. Paul, Minnesota, 55116. Also, we want to say thank you to those that provide team meals. Uh, these team meals are super valuable for our players. It's an opportunity for us to come together, an opportunity for them to get a great meal. And so we're so appreciative. Uh, for this year, we have four set. We're going to have some more, but we want to say thank you to Mike's Tab on the Ave. They have been the best. We hold some of our booster meetings there. They've provided food for our team. They have just done a great job and been a great partner. You can um, order food from them at mikestav.com or you can go to their location at 472 Snelling Avenue South, St. Paul, Minnesota, uh, 55105. And here's the thing. Um, they have a little outdoor area. It's really dope. They have really good portion sizes. You should check them out. And, and the servers are really awesome, too. Like every I've had nothing but good experience at that Mike's Tav. The other spot is Groveland Tap, your home away from home. Uh, you can go uh, to grovelandtap.com and order food there, or you can show up to their site, 1830 St. Clair Avenue, St. Paul, Minnesota, 55105. Again, Groveland Tap, same deal. Really good portion sizes, really good food. I love when they use that little parking lot space and they kind of have picnic tables out and umbrellas, and we've had meetings there. And again, their service have been awesome. Food's been good. Management's great. Just honestly, you know, like the same deal with Mike's Tap. Like, Groveland Tap has done a phenomenal job of just being a great partner to us. Um... Um, thank you also to our partner, Tiffany Sports Lounge. Uh, TiffanySportsLounge.com is where you can find them. Um, and you can also go to uh, 2051 Ford Parkway, St. Paul, Minnesota, 55116. Um, and Tiffany Sports Lounge is awesome. We've had a number of uh, coaches' outings after games there. Um, wink, wink. I'd love to do some of podcast stuff there as well, uh, if y'all are listening. Um, but, you know, Tiffany is a definitely a, a community kind of like pillar and uh it's a great place to go great place to hang out good food tvs it, it, the whole nine so definitely check out tiffany sports sports lounge um or you can order food online or you can show it to their spot and then finally uh buca di beppo 
Um, and you can go to bookadibepo.com or you can visit their site, 2728 Gannon Road, St. Paul, Minnesota, 55116. Same deal. Buka hooked our team up. Lots of pasta, lots of breadsticks, lots of chicken. Just really did a good job of, of supporting. So every single one of these spots has been great. We frequent them. Um, like I said, we hold meetings. We do our outings there. Um, and so we're just so appreciative of them uh, supporting us in the program for the people that have financially supported us and for the folks that are providing meals. Thank you so much. We could not do this without you. Thank you again for listening to the Don't Kick My Cones podcast. Uh, we appreciate you tuning into the episode. If you like it, please share. Tell people about what's going on. Uh, go visit our sponsors. Get engaged with what's going on. Eat at their restaurants. Patronize their businesses. They are awesome for what we're doing. And as always, don't kick my cones.